Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? What's going on? It's the Servant Season 1 finale. We got Uncle George. He's back, and this time he brought Aunt May with her. And has Sean finally found his faith? And did Dorothy finally wake up? We're going to talk about all of that and more when we come back in one quick second. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, the buzz What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is the Servant After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. I am your host, Brandon Hanna, and we have an amazing show for you today. It is the season one finale, and of course, I am joined by two amazing co-hosts, starting to my immediate left with Miss Kate Montgomery. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm Kate Montgomery. I'm doing great. I'm did doing I, great. Did I mispronounce it? I don't know. I thought I maybe heard of Kate. Our mind's all over the place because we just saw that finale. I don't know. My head is spinning right now. And, of course, we do have Mr. James Maple as well. Hello, everybody out there in Servantland. How the heck are you? Yes. Super happy to be here. Like I said, we got an amazing episode. Uncle George is back, and he brought Aunt May with him. What's going on with that? Is she a cult leader? I don't know. Yeah, we do know. It's really, really crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And as Sean finally found his faith, he has a bit of a... Heart to heart, as we like to say, yeah. with Uncle George. He did. And did Dorothy finally wake up? Is she finally aware of what happened to Jericho? The truth. We're going to get to the bottom of it. And, of course, we do have a special segment for you guys. We're bringing back BTS behind the servant. We've got some great behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff for you guys. James did some great digging this past week. And uh, I think we've mm-hmm. got some good stuff. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Before yeah, we get into so. all of that, let's just get into our overall thoughts on this episode. What did you all think? Oh, man. I really felt like it was satisfying. Yeah. I was very, I mean, every single solitary question I wanted to answer wasn't answered, but I didn't need it to be. I really felt satisfied. Yeah? Yeah. This uh, final episode just left me wanting more. <laughs> like, I feel like we got a lot of uh, answers to our questions, but still, there's still many lingering things that I feel like weren't quite, you know, laid out for, for me enough. But, of course, that's why season two is in the works as we speak. So, you know, I definitely left a, a good taste in my mouth for season two for show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really think Taste. we... <laughs> oh, we're talking about food so much. I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Not after that episode. I, uh, let's, just, you know, let's, just, let's just get right into that. Let's just talk about the placenta. What is going on? That's how the episode starts. We have Sean making the placenta into some sort of treat for right. uh, this the baptism. And, uh, and Kay, uh, you... you uh, brought up something that because this show does get into different things that people can do with placenta yeah 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 so so he what we see is that he makes it into a croquembouche right which which i just know from watching cooking shows where you take patachou bread but he fills it with the placenta but we were all grossed out but i was like hey guys you know they do all different kinds of stuff with the placenta there's like a whole arts and crafts like cottage industry had no idea one of the interesting things you can do is um 
There's a three-step DIY process to make your placenta into a teddy bear. Oh, God. This totally creeped me out. I learned. A friend uh, told me about this, and I was like, that can't be real. And she was like, yes, it is. Google it, placenta bear. And then this bear comes up that doesn't have eyes, that has stitching for eyes. I, I don't know. It seems terrifying to me. Ooh, but I guess ooh, some people ooh. think it's adorable. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Everyone, wow. That's wow. crazy. Wow. Oh, wow. We're gonna get some people in the comments like oh, it's I'm adorable, sure. and I have four. So bless y'all hearts. I think that's adorable. <laughs> no, I think this is absolutely horrifying. I, when I first saw this photo, I think the room spun for a second. I got a little queasy. I wow. think I, I was gro- the room spun. <laughs> the room spun on me. I didn't know what was going on because I, I thought what Sean was doing was bad, but oh, I don't know. Oh, it can get worse, what Sean apparently. was doing was on a whole nother level, though. Well, like, that was bad for everyone. We were yeah. like, "Wait, what is he? What? Every step, we're gas more. We we're like, "What is Wait, he about to? Is no. it going to go in the? Wow! Oh. I can't believe the the shocking part to me was that he served that." It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. To his guests. That was and they it. had no I, and if you guys remember, there was one scene where the girl says, Oh, this is interesting. He's like, Oh, it's uh it's liver. Uh it's an old family recipe. Yeah. We were like, Yeah, real family recipe. <laughs> yeah, that was what? a good one. That family was recipe. Wild. Yeah, why would he I mean, I've heard women eating their own placenta, but I've never heard making it a meal and serving it to everybody nope. unwittingly. Nope. I felt like Sean went went too far. I think so, too. I could understand the way this show goes if he had done this after he spoke to George, Uncle George, because George kind of seems to have that effect on people. Mm -hmm. Like, after he spoke with Dorothy, I believe she started wearing the cross, she started praying uh, before meals, and she was acting a little differently. So I'm surprised that this happens before he speaks (laughs) with George, but that, that, that conversation he has with George is pretty impactful. Um, where we see he kind of has this whole character arc where towards the end of the episode, he's kind of regained his faith a little bit. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I don't, it's <laughs> This episode's got me all turned around. Right. But, yeah, George and Aunt May are back. And uh, what did oh. you guys think of meeting Aunt May for the first time? She was everything and more. Um, I didn't, you know, we were introduced or I guess we were introduced via just talking about Aunt May in in previous episodes. And it was kind of like a, we knew she was a big deal character because we saw how intense um, Uncle George and and, uh, Leanne were when when talking about her. Like, don't, don't you dare let Aunt Aunt May know what's going on. Mm. So it Mm. was, uh, it was fulfilling, I think, to finally get a face to the name for me. Um... She runs a tight ship. I think I said that a couple episodes ago, but I this is a straight matriarch. She runs yeah, that family. She's a boss. Yeah, she's so a it, boss it of was a cult. Cool. It was cool to kind of get again to get a get a face to the name. So that's what I thought about Aunt May for sure. Yeah, I thought Aunt May coming in had some really interesting things to say about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, it makes sense that she's a cult leader because she just had some really interesting things to say about who was absolved from what and what kind of people we help. I thought that was really interesting. Um, about how she really kind of outlines it for Leanne and says, listen, they're not the kind of people we help, basically. Like, I get the idea that maybe they thought they were different 
Mm-hmm. You know, and when she explains what Leanne has done, Aunt May is like, oh, no, Mm-mm. they don't deserve this baby. Ra- like, wrap it up. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. But same. I felt the same as James. I was like, oh, wow, she's the boss. Like, yep. interesting. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Um, just kind of thread to go all the way back to the beginning and and at the end when they're all meeting in that circle. Yeah. It's just pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They're that, a cult. That's a very good point that you brought up. That they 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 seem to be a cult that wants to help people, and I say that in air quotes for <laughs> us those audio only listeners. But yeah, she does say we only help certain types of people, and these these people don't deserve our help. Mm-hmm. They had their chance with their child, and they failed. And it's time for us to move on, and we should help ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, it's. I don't know. I had a thought there, and I kind of lost it. But <laughs> I think it's an intro. I think it's yeah. an interesting meditation on religion, really. Yeah, because if certainly. We, we, because if this show is is contrasting believers with non-believers, I think it's interesting. I think some re, some religions do have that line where they say, you know, we help us these certain people, mm-hmm. and these certain people we don't. Yeah, and, and I, if you're looking to be inclusive, you should be helping all people, right? No matter what. And that's where Leanne tries to go. She tries to argue that they do deserve a second chance, mm-hmm. but obviously May is not having any of it. Which I think is really interesting too, right? Like that's supposed to be the the work of religion as well to be right. redemptive and restorative and offer people a way back when something has gone wrong. So I think that's interesting too because they religion ain't trying to do that. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to get into Sean and George, but before we do that, I just want to thank you guys <laughs> watching, listening at home for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We wouldn't be able to do this without you, so please subscribe to this channel on YouTube. Give us a positive rating on iTunes and leave a comment down below. Really want to hear you guys' thoughts on this episode in particular and where you think things are going to go for season two. And particularly for me, what is going on with Sean? Because he seems like a completely <laughs> different person. He has this, this conversation with George where he praise with him george yeah. asked asked sean to tell him what he wanted yeah specifically and mm-hmm. we see that we for, for the first time we really see him get emotional and says that he wants his son back yeah this was a really really powerful scene i think uh you know this entire episode was super powerful but i think that this scene in particular for me stood out um it was interesting to see because you know we've been watching every episode it was interesting to see that this 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 character arc that Sean went through because if you remember back to the early episodes we remember specifically Sean was very much against having religion in the house mm-hmm. he he was very quick to shoot it down very quick to call it out and yep. say you know you can you can practice what you want to practice but not within my four walls so it was interesting to see him have a complete 180 and and his favorite place in the house, I might add, the, the wine cellar, um, with with Uncle George, and yeah. he we saw him really embrace religion and turn to this religion, this cult, whatever you want to call it, um, to find answers and, and find closure. And I think that he found it specifically in that moment. Yeah, definitely. And we see him offer George the money. And George won't accept it. I don't know why. Because <laughs> he could have been 80K richer <laughs> real quick. Like, I was thinking about that. Like, I feel like everything that they that happened in the episode could have happened, but he could have been 80K richer. Why wouldn't Uncle George take the money? Take that money, honey. 
Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we see despite being a crazy cult, they do have some sort of moral compass I mean, and rules I that they follow. <laughs> which makes them scarier, really. Yeah, that yeah. They, they yeah. follow a That's set a of good rules. Point. They have a set of rules and we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what, what they, they are. are. That's a good, yeah. That is a great point. Yeah. I, for a second, I thought that Sean was going to use that samurai sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, right? oh, it's about to go down in Damn. his basement. <laughs> but he puts it down his set and goes for the money, which I thought was really interesting. And of course, it leads to this very powerful moment between the two of them. Yeah. But then we see the sword resurface again upstairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know you, you two have a favorite moment yeah, that yeah. happens after it's this. It's so silly, you guys. I wonder if anybody else recognizes this moment. I believe so. The way we, we reacted. Because we both looked at each I other mean, like... I missed it completely. We just <laughs> racked up at it. So there's a scene uh, right where Sean is sabering the bottle of uh, champagne or wine. And as he does it, the camera is still in that frame. And you see a lady to on the left side of the mm-hmm. screen. Right and she just says... All right. Oh. <laughs> both, and it picks like, up the audio. Yeah. Like, okay. So it was just interesting they chose to leave that in the in the final cut. Because, you know, they could have cut the audio, cut the scene there. Because right. you didn't really need it. We needed it. Because <laughs> we, we got a good old it. chuckle for it. And we hope you guys did, too. So that was a funny little uh, yeah. little, little uh, levity. Just in, showed in, us in that, that everyone else thinks Sean is extra, too. Not yeah. just us. Okay. Yeah. I'm scared of you, Sean. <laughs> Uh, but then right after this, we see the cops show up. Yo! Listen. I thought it was about to go down. So, it we're, was about all, so we're all sitting down watching it. I get up and Literally. walk to the TV <laughs> as if that's going to help. I was just like, I have to be so close to this moment. I cannot miss a thing. Yeah, that was a pretty, that was a pretty intense scene. That was, that was so a, intense. That was a nice... Like oh. chuckle of a of a twist yeah, we can expect great. from M Night, of course. Man, that was we great. were like, "This is it. We figured it out. This is it. Wait, there's more minutes left. There's more things <laughs> happening." And we realized soon enough, the cops weren't there to, for for Dorothy. They were there for another reason. But yeah, we definitely uh, we were definitely thrown thrown uh, thrown for a loop. We were like, "Oh, the cops okay. are coming. It's about to go down." It's well, so here's down. my question: Where I was, and I, I mean. I love Do- Dorothy as much as the next person. I think I have a lot of empathy for Dorothy, mm-hmm. but. She stole, they all stole somebody's baby, right? Yeah. Or the baby's resurrected. Either way you want it. So if they stole somebody's baby, <laughs> justice must be served. So when the cops came in, I was kind of like, yes, somebody's about to get mm-hmm. busted for this. It, probably part of that was we were going to figure out, you know, if this is really Jericho. Were, were you guys relieved in that way? Or were you just like, something's about to go down? Or were you like, something's about, somebody's about to get punished? Like, what was your excitement in that moment? I was there for the tea. I thought something was about to go down. I thought in my head, I thought that I thought that Aunt May and Uncle George were like, oh, Leanne, you want to come with us? We got you covered. Mm-hmm. And they called the police because they were kind of lingering around the house at that time. Yeah. So I was under the impression initially that it was Aunt May and Uncle George who had called the cops to find to have like a greater authority to come in and be like, you know what? We got a tip. We got your name. Turn around and put your hands behind your back. But, you know, of course, that didn't happen. So that's the, that was how I yeah, internalized that scene. Yeah. yeah, I was almost disappointed that it ended the way that it did. I really thought <laughs> yeah. that's like exactly what you said was going to transpire. But it didn't. Instead, we had this little girl here with her doll yeah. that I thought was going to come to life. I swear, at one point, I thought this <laughs> yeah. doll was going to come to life. I was too. But this kind of sets things in motion for Dorothy where we start to see her remember a little bit. You know, she goes... Mm-hmm by the 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 crib at one point and she kind of has this flashback of someone coming in in a hazmat suit and taking the real baby Jericho's 
dead body, remains. presumably. Yeah. yeah. Remains, perfect way to put it, uh, out of the crib. And we kind of see this evolution towards the end of the episode where mm-hmm. I really believe that Dorothy has finally woken up as Natalie keeps saying that she's going to wake up, she's going to wake yeah. up, and she's mm-hmm. going to blame us for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that moment has finally come. What are your thoughts on this? How do you think Dorothy's going to react? I think that Dorothy is um, is is going to hopefully realize that the reality she's been living is not the true reality. In that moment, I feel like that was the first time I think that we had seen in a very long time Dorothy with a, a doll. So that was a really, really impacting moment for me. So, yeah, that's what I kind of what I took away from it. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting, too, how when the little girl came in and she was holding the baby, she flashed back to being on the steps and just kind of catatonic yeah, with baby Jericho as well. Mm-hmm. Um I was actually reading a little bit about denial, especially when it comes to death this week. And, you know, Kubler-Ross has done this whole thing about the stages of grief and denial is one of the stages. And, um, you know, the common thinking now is that people go back and forth on stages. You know, you don't go chronologically through. But I think that um, she's probably just going to be in a state of disbelief for a certain number of days. And then she's just going to have to deal with it like everybody else has to deal with it. I mean, she, I mean, I think we all were like, when she picked up the baby, if she was going to be like, Jericho, but when his head flops back, you know, you kind of go, uh-oh, and then she just drops him. So it's going to be interesting next season to see, because I think she's realized, I think she's realized it. Um, And now it's going to be her, Sean, and Julian kind of getting on the same page and being like, well... Listen, we didn't we don't have Jericho, but we're going to get this baby. You know, this right. baby's our baby because they all seem to be very privileged, very entitled. Um, and I think that that she's formed an attachment to the new baby and they're going to move heaven and earth to try and get that baby back. Yeah, that moment for me in particular. But she, she knows. Yeah, where yeah. she picks up the, the reborn doll at the end. She has this look on her face mm. where I think you can really tell that she has finally become aware. And you also brought up that scene with her and the little girl and the other doll, little girl's doll mm-hmm. on the stairs, which is where I thought that other doll might like, just <laughs> start crying. Yeah. But I thought that was a really impactful scene, and that was really where we started to see Dorothy start to realize mm-hmm. that something was off. And even later on where we kind of have this whole 180 where Dorothy and Sean are looking at baby Jericho in the crib, and Dorothy is now in disbelief that this baby is here, and she says, I can't believe that I made something so beautiful, and Sean is there to say, oh, this is our baby. Like, Sean really believes, through the power of faith, through the power of prayer, that mm-hmm. this baby is really his son, right. truly Which is his Sean. son. Such a yeah. leap, like you said, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. brought back to life. And it's. I thought that was a really interesting dynamic, seeing both of them make complete 180s from the first episode to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's time to get into our special segment uh, yeah. for this week. We're bringing back BTS, Behind the Servants, 
And I think James has some really cool stuff for us. I do, I do. I've got some pretty interesting things that I've discovered the past couple days. So, before I uh, go into the Behind the Servant, the BTS, there's, um, gotta kind of invite you into the logic of my thinking, because it's kind of <laughs> linear. You gotta hear me out. So, obviously, we've been doing this show for weeks now, and uh, I don't know, since I've been doing this show, have you guys also been like, very observant about your 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 surroundings. I feel like I'm like looking at everything and kind of taking in everything just to make sure I know what's going on. Because like they say, you doubt what you believe and believe what you doubt. Yeah. So uh, we live in uh, Los Angeles. We film the show in Los Angeles, and everywhere in the city, there's always a like a, a little note that says like there's going to be filming in this part of town, and you know. So there happened to be one outside of my apartment a couple days ago. So, you know, I really didn't think anything of it. So then I got to thinking, because we were talking about Philadelphia last week for so much, for so uh, for so long, uh, if there was ever one for that street where Servant was filmed. So I actually found a tweet from Miss Lindsay Quo, and maybe be able to bring that up. And it says, yes, this definitely is minimal impact to residents of the neighborhood. My toddler especially will not mind the, the nighttime filming with exterior lights. Thanks. M. Night Shyamalan, and would you believe the name of the production company? Uncle George Productions. <laughs> the name of the production company is Uncle George Productions. That. How insane is that? I love that. Okay, so I'm like, wow, this is insane. So if you guys can see the image that I'm seeing, the this, uh, young lady, Lindsay, <laughs> she actually posts the letter that says, you know, Uncle George Productions, LLC. So I'm looking at the letter and able to zoom in a little bit. And as I'm reading the first line of the letter, it says, Uncle George Production LLC (laughs) is currently in production of the television show Crumpet. So I'm like, Crumpet? What the heck is Crumpet? So, you know, we're going back and forth, going back and forth. And I I actually go into the subtweet of this young lady, Lindsay, and she calls out M. Night Shyamalan again, because apparently this is like a little thing that uh, she's upset with in her neighborhood. So in her subtweet, she says, hey, M. Night Shyamalan and GPFO. GPFO is a Twitter account for Greater Philadelphia Film Office. She says, just thought you should know the signs are actually incorrect and incomplete. You know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so apparently this has been happening for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. She says this is the third time in the last four weeks that she's had to, you know, had issues with the lighting because of her son and everything like that. So I thought that was, like, super interesting. So, of course, I'd turn to our lovely subreddit to get some more details because to me what <laughs> stood out was the little spat. But also, what you mean crumpet? Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I go on subreddit, and I see a, 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 a post from a user named All's Hunter. And he says, oh, yeah, Crumpet was an alias they used while, while filming. Uh, would also keep an eye out for casting no- uh, announcements. Found a lot of them while they were filming. There's one out there for season two for newborn babies. Production starts January 8th and lasts until late April. So that's super interesting because we we now know they are indeed filming at this very moment in time. They are currently filming for season two and they have new babies already. So that was super interesting. And, um, you know, as I kept as I kept looking, I I, I started to think of, like, I wonder if we can find any casting notices because, you know, the guy said that and kind of sparked some thoughts. So I actually found a casting notice that is from December 10th, 2018 from Hiri Loftus Casting. 
casting of all things, looking for pageant girls for the M9 Shyamalan new project called mm. Crumpet. Mm. I'm like, yo, it's official. Like the initial, <laughs> the name, because you know, you can be reading anything on, on Reddit and you right, know, you can't right. read those people at the time. So <laughs> it's legit. Harry Loftus uh, casting put out an uh, advert for pageant girls for this uh, M. Night Shyamalan show called Crumpet. And now we know, because we've seen the entire uh, first season, that scene where um, Dorothy, oh, sorry, where, uh, yeah, where Dorothy goes to look at her tapes and she sees um, all the pageant girls and we see a young Leanne. Okay, so then I'm like, all right, let's dig a little bit deeper into this whole Crumpet thing. <laughs> like, it don't make no sense to me. So in case um, anybody didn't know, uh, there was obviously a lot of pre-production going on for, for Servant. Now, in my digging around Instagram, I was able to come across an account. Um, and the account is actually did a posting where they did some pre-production stuff for, um, for Servant slash Crumpet. And I think we'll be able to play that for you guys now on this Instagram account. And uh, we'll go ahead and get that started right away. So Picture Mill is the company. So these are all like the the test intro that they were pitching to M. Night Shyamalan. And you can actually see in here as well, Servant, Crumpet, Crumpet, Crumpet. Mm-hmm. So the, the name Crumpet lasted so long up until them pitching intros mm. for the show. Now, personally, in watching this, I was, uh, I like the original. I like the one that they chose myself uh, a little bit better. Because this one, the picture mill one, it kind of added a little bit more like, like American Horror Story kind of vibe to it, which mm-hmm. I wasn't really feeling. Yeah. So I thought that was like super interesting, which made me delve even deeper into this whole crumpet <laughs> thing. I'm like, okay, like Reddit is saying it. You got uh, casting directors saying it. You got these, you know, pre-production companies making intros for it. So like, what is a crumpet? Like, well, I think we all have a basic understanding of what a crumpet mm-hmm. is, right? So a crumpet is a small griddle cake often eaten in the UK. I'm like, okay, you know, a lot of the cast is, is from the UK. A lot of the cast is British. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. So then I looked at another description of what a crumpet is. A crumpet, uh, crumpets are cooked only on one side, so the bottom is flat, while the top is uh, is speckled with holes so you can, like, absorb butter and jam. I keep reading the description, and it says crumpets are served a hole with jam and butter spread on the top. Okay. Now, this is the line of the description that really got me. It says... As long as it's served as a vehicle for melted butter and jam. Now, hear me out. This is a bit of a stretch. I kind of feel like he had the alias of Crumpet because it's this tiny little British thing that goes on a griddle. The baby was in the car, in a very hot car. And it's a tiny little British thing in a hot car. I know it's kind of morbid, but that's the only thing I can think of to find out why they chose Crumpet as an alias for the, for the show. I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. So that's going to conclude like my whole uh, behind the servants. So what do you guys think about that? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, that I was... Needed, I needed that, that. I felt like the entire time when I was researching that, I felt like Charlie Day when he I was... was doing that. I was like, I was like... It again. was beautiful <laughs> mind. Yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> Like, with strings know, everywhere yeah. in his basement. Who it's in his apartment is? right now. That There's was, a bunch of that strings. That was some Roscoe-level detective right? work. I tried, man. I tried. Roscoe-level. I thought that was so interesting. 
Who is Pepe Sylvia? <laughs> That's what I was thinking as I was putting this together. Um, so yeah, do you guys have any? That's great. He threw it. Yeah, perfect. Who is or Pepe Sylvia? <laughs> I love it. So I was thinking, what do you what do you guys think? What do you is, is crumpet stand out to you for any particular reason? Like why did they choose that of all things? What do you guys think? I mean, I can't think of anything better than what you came up with. Yeah. It kind of yeah. almost sounds like servant. Right. Ends in a T, same number of syllables. Servant, crumpet, <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought that was uh, was super interesting and really, uh, really, I know it's a little morbid to think that they would have chosen that, but that's the only reason, I, that's the only explanation I can come yeah. up with in terms of uh, why they would have chosen alias, chosen the alias of crumpet. And yeah. then change it to servant. I don't know, but I feel like they made the better choice, right? Oh, servant for sure. Is awesome. Yeah, for I sure. I think what what stood out to me specifically with servant is, is servant. A lot of times is a biblical term, um, uh, and a lot of times used in the Bible, a servant like a servant of God. But in the show, Aunt May says to her when they're having their little talk in the nursery, "You're our servant, not theirs." Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because I thought Aunt May. I mean, Aunt May and Uncle George. I thought it was more like a family, but it's like. Mm, it's not quite. They consider her to be a servant within the cult. Yeah, and we also did get confirmation that they faked Leanne's death. So she is the yeah. real Leanne Grayson. Right. She, she didn't steal an identity. Mm-hmm. And that they brought her to Pennsylvania, I believe they said, to uh, to raise her mm-hmm. separately. So that was another big revelation that I almost forgot about. So I right. thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. But she's... That's sad. <laughs> they raised her, but they consider her servant. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy cult situation. And I, I do want to just go back to that title sequence that you showed us. Yeah, you, like that does seem like it was meant for a different network almost. Right. I do much prefer the one that we ended up with. Right. It almost felt like I was watching the intro to Walking Dead. Right. It was like way <laughs> too high energy. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot going on. Yeah, I feel like if, if I were to have watched this trailer or any kind of variation of it, it wouldn't have set the tone for the show. I think the, yeah. the 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 one that they went with, the one that we see every time we watch mm-hmm. the show, definitely has that darker, more ominous feel to it, and it um it, it it lends to I think like the vibe of the show. I think this was a little too like high energy. Like, yeah, it's kind of manic. Yeah, like yeah. look, things are coming. Jump, you scary. Yeah. It's like whoa. And too Scary much. Jerry's got to be the focus. You I know love what that I mean? we call him I Scary think it's Jerry brilliant. from now on. I love that. <laughs> I think it's brilliant how he's swinging in a swing and he's kind of fuzzy yeah. and he comes in and out of focus. Yeah, I think it's something really special in making him the central focus. Yeah. I, I was even um, thinking about last episode and at the end of last episode, looking forward to the finale, there were so many things I wasn't worried about anymore. I wasn't necessarily worried about where Leanne was from or da da. da. I was yeah. just like, okay, so we got to figure out what's going on with with the baby and what's happening and where you know did he come from and if they're gonna try and take him away. It was so interesting that for me, I normally need everything sewn up, and in this situation, it's not necessarily. You know, we definitely know we're moving forward on a season two, but I felt really satisfied with the the way I guess the kind of cliffhanger we got. How did yeah. you guys feel about the I love when you said sewn up. I thought about that placenta <laughs> 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 like, like literally the first thing came to mind was placenta bear. Yeah. Oh, no, sewed, up, sewed up, sewed up, sewed up. I don't want to think about it anymore. Uh, there it oh, is. There it is. is. No, no. Oh well I, I do think this is a perfect time to get into our predictions. Woo. Speculation for season two. Oh, wow. Oh, no. So we're left off 
We know now that Aunt May and Uncle George are the leaders of this cult. We've yeah. seen the cult, and Leanne goes with them. I personally think next season we are going to see uh, Dorothy and Sean and Julian get together and go after Leanne. They're going to try to bring her back home. They want that baby back because mm-hmm. I think that baby is with Leanne in the suitcase, just like Julian predicted very yep. early on. I don't think it's a whole supernatural thing anymore. I'm trying to convince myself. I'm trying to convince myself that everything we see is real. I think there's a logical explanation for everything happening in this show. I just don't know what it is yet. Do you have any different ideas for what we're going to see in season two? I think that for me, season two prediction, um, I I got a, a sense that for the entire first season, we were very much in one place. We were in the house. And I think that was great to set the tone for the show. So this is where I'm going to kind of piggyback on what you said. I definitely think they're going to take the show and make it a bit more mobile. I think they perhaps will go back to Wisconsin, maybe to that Wilmington place they mentioned in this episode, and really dig deep and try to find Leanne and figure out this whole cult situation. So I definitely predict that the show will be hopefully be a bit more travel-y, if you will, um, and really kind of do some investigating to figure out what what the current situation is now with Leanne and where this baby is. I think, I mean, you know, M. Night has a propensity for filming in Philadelphia. I think he's going to be in the woods of Pennsylvania. I think this cult is self-sufficient. I don't think they need that $80,000. I think they probably got a lot of grain stored out in the middle of some (laughs) woods. Yeah. So I think they're... um, out in the middle of some woods and they're self-sufficient and they're living and thriving and there are just like a bunch of babies there and I think that they're going to be hunting them down this this crew of Julian and and um, um, Dorothy and Sean and I think they're going to find them pretty early on and it's going to be a little bit of a face-off but I think since Sean has found a little bit of faith I feel like Sean is going to be like Let's just join the cult. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I feel like Sean is going to be willing to give it all up because listen, Curveball. this is what he's been doing yeah. the, this is what he's been doing thus far. I think that there's been a, a test of sorts to see how much he wants to he wants baby Jericho. He's done the splinters, he's had to give up his taste, he's giving up some feeling we've mm-hmm. noticed right in his hand and all this kind of stuff. He's kind of um done a, a prayer and confession to um Uncle George. Um, and I think it's going to be a whole new Sean. And we're going to be like, who is this guy and what is happening? And he didn't even seem like he cared about Jericho before. But I think he's going to be ready to to give it all up. Because I think what we haven't explored is his grief, yeah. right, as the father. And I think that happens a lot of times when you have um, people that lose children. We normally focus on the mother. So I think it's going to be interesting to do a kind of a meditation on father's grief in season two. I think it's going to be all about Sean, and I think he's really going to transform as a character, um, and he's going to take up faith and religion, and we're going to see it manifest in a way that we are going to be shocked by. Yeah, wow. Well, well damn, <laughs> well, that's great. I I'm on your team so. now. Especially when he that's says, I, the moment when he says to Uncle George, I'm not broken, because Uncle George yeah. says, what is it? Yeah. What is it? And he says, I'm not broken, but you know he is. He had his son die. He is broken. Yeah, and where we leave Sean off, we don't, we see him just holding his hand over the stove, and that's it. We don't know what happened yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see his hand get, start to get black. It's burning. It's it's yeah. not. Uh, I could hardly watch yeah. it. 
it's I, I don't know. I think I think you might be onto something. I think you might want to join that cult now. That's I think something. So. I know. Else. I never really thought about that. But that why not? He a... could cook for a large group of people. He loves to do that. Oh, you're so good. They at probably this. got all kind of weird animals on. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> all kind of weird placenta. They'll eat whatever. I know placenta for days. <laughs> I think I think we're going to see a tonal shift in the show next season. Yeah. I think it's not. It's going to be maybe a little faster pace. A little. A little. It's going to be a different type of show. I think where right. they're going to kind of. Go after this cult, and I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know what direction it's going to go in, right. but I do hope, I do like it when shows kind of mix things up, season to season like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm super excited. Do you have any more thoughts? I mean, that was a pretty, I know, pretty good one. How can you top That's, that? I don't, I don't know if James could top it. Top it, James. I don't, top it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't really think of anything else that that threw me for a loop. But I can definitely see Sean. Joining that cult, like you said, you know, we like I mentioned earlier, we see we saw Sean go from this like anti-religion person, and the one thing that really was like salvation to him, and we keep you know we go back to that scene in the in the wine cellar was his exchange with Uncle George. So the realm of possibility for Sean to be interested in something that you know made him have this catharsis could very well be that cult. So I think K might be on to something. Yeah, like and that. and I think that. Um, because Uncle George says what is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable or, you know, lives forever or whatever. So what is sown, I take it to be what you created. Mm-hmm. And then what is raised is a cricket, a dog, whatever Leanne is raising. I won't say I'm, I'm not 100 percent convinced that it's not supernatural. Because we were talking and I was saying I'm I'm a pretty religious person and I think a lot of people consider religion to be kind of supernatural. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I can't I can't say that um Scary Jerry isn't the original who was resurrected. I'm just gonna leave that there. Who we Yeah, like I, I said, know. I like to think there's a logical explanation for everything. The one thing I can't <laughs> explain was that dog coming back to life a couple yeah. episodes ago. Mm. What was going on there? What was going on there? Especially since he's... Remember when he fed Leanne that dog food? Mm-hmm. Remember a, a few weeks mm-hmm. ago? Because yeah. people were like, is the dog Leanne? Is the dog yeah. the uncle? Who's the dog? I feel like we've been given a lot of red herrings like that. Yeah. A lot of red herrings. That and the... And, and the, w- one thing we missed that episode was the open door and Wanda... That was going to say the ...walking by thing. Toby. Yeah. And I, I'm 100, 100% convinced now that Wanda took the baby when Julian oh, yeah. was mm-hmm. out of the house. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's a, a real baby. I don't think it's the doll come to life, especially because of that little detail. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what we're in store for next season. No idea. But I'm really excited for it. But I think that just about does it, unless yeah. you guys have any more closing thoughts. I mean, I'm super excited for season two. And, you know, I, I hope that we get all the answers to the questions that we've had. So, M. Night, please. Please come through on season two, <laughs> homie. You yeah, did a wonder, great job. I wonder if he's coming back to direct. That would be something interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be. Because I can, I you know, you can kind of see his hand in directing. Oh, absolutely. Can you guys see? A hundred percent. Like, there's obviously other writers and directors and producers on this show, but you can really feel M. Night's footprint. Mm-hmm. And he has directed a couple episodes. And I think he's a producer that's very heavily involved. I think so. And I, I think this show's, in my opinion, has been a real success for him. And I can't wait to see yeah. what is in store next. Yeah, so. Special shout out to Tony. Is it Tony Baskaloop that does the writing for this show? That's just been amazing. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the him story. Incredible. Yeah, I heard him talking about the story, how he said M. Night never likes to do other people's stories. So he kind of sent it to him and then he got something immediately back the next morning. And it was just the subject WTF. And he was like, I guess he likes it. <laughs> but the story is, is some really good um, 
character writing and good twisty turny and keep us guessing and on the edge of our seats. I stuff, love that so. his response is Pops so out M- to him. It's so M Night Shyamalan. Like WTF, WTF could mean anything. <laughs> like I hate it. I love it. What do you mean? <laughs> He's like, that's my style. That's my style. <laughs> yeah, props to just everybody involved in making this yeah. show. For sure. I'm so happy we were able to cover it this season. It's great. And I can't wait to be back to cover next season. Yes, yes. It's going to be a crazy ride. So thank you very much for joining us on the Servant After Show here on After Buzz TV. Yay. Where can people find you, Kay, not Kate, and James? <laughs> you know, you know, Brandon. You can find me at host K H O S T K A Y on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can find your boy James Maple on Instagram and Twitter at Terrell James Maple, T-E-R-R-E-L-L-J-A-M-E-S-M-A-P-L-E. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BrandonHanna07. Thank you so much for joining us, and I can't wait to see you in Season 2. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.